You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Talk Podcast, where we do predictions, news, and beyond for each NXT and WWE pay-per-view. And now, here are your hosts, Travis, the Varsity Villain Terry, and the MH Show himself, Michael Hensley. What is up, everybody? This is the Pro Wrestling Talk Podcast with your host with the most, the varsity villain himself. That's me, Travis Terry, too. And and the late show himself, MH Show Hensley 21. Michael, say hello to everybody. Yeah, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. It's WrestleMania Day. Huh. Huh. That's weird. And Mike's here with me on WrestleMania Day. Yeah. And it ain't because I decided not to go to Mania. It's because they won't let me go to Mania. They forced him to stay home, folks. Today... We're going to go through uh, day one recap of WrestleMania, which happened Saturday, April 4th. Uh, we're going to give our we thoughts. We have not watched day two yet. We yep. are on our way. So. We're, it is 5.08 p.m. So don't PM. get mad when we're doing our post, when we're doing a review, yeah. and be like, oh, oh, my God, well, that has to change your opinion. Well, no, our opinions could change a lot tonight after tonight. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, so we're just giving a day one recap. It's currently 5.09 on the way to watch uh, day two of WrestleMania, which is East gonna, Coast, East Coast time, which yeah. is going to be happening in the next two hours, but the actual start of the show and pre-shows at six o'clock. So, then we're giving our day one thoughts here today. Then on the way back from uh, tonight from the show, we'll give day two thoughts, which will be we always record our post show and stuff. That being said, though, follow us at Pro Wrestling Talk, Pro Wrestling TLK, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow me and Travis Terry too on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and, while I'm sitting here giving these plugs, I'm going to go ahead and pull up the uh, card, uh, just like the day one. Uh, okay, yeah, so we got all right. So we got the day one pulled up here now. And, again, collarandelbowbrand.com. You still you still can use the promo code PWT to check out. I know a lot of people don't want to buy stuff right now with the shipping and where it's coming from and having the Lysol boxes and all this jazz. But you can still use the code if you want to. Uh, it's still available. It always will be available. PWT to check out. Save 10% on your order. Uh, Mike, you want to go ahead and give your social media plugs before we jump into the pod? You can follow me at MHO21. That's MHSHOW21. That's on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can add me on PlayStation Network at the same. Just let me know who you are or you're a listener. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we want the smoke, folks. That being said, though, we'll go ahead and give our recap of um, day one of WrestleMania. Again, there was a nine or ten total matches with the pre-show. Um, no, no, it wasn't. One, two. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, never mind. I see the pre-show is actually match one. So, yeah, there's nine confirmed matches. Nine and nine. Yeah, 18 total. Yep. So, we'll go ahead and jump into the first uh, match here was the pre-show of Cesaro versus Drew Gulak. Um, I, I, we caught the tail end of this match here. We, again, we was filling out our packets. Four minutes long. I found out. Four minutes, 25 yeah, seconds. so we really watched pretty much the whole match. Yeah, and and didn't really get a whole lot out of a lot out of it to be honest. It, again, it was one of these matches really short. Cesaro did defeat Drew Gulak in this one, um, so I kind of thought Drew may, may have won that match when they did announce it. But 
That being said, though, four-minute match, not a whole lot to say on it, really. I can't, I can't really fairly grade the match, either. I guess I'll give it a six out of ten. It was so short, not really anything happened in it. But Cesaro did win. That's not all I got to say, really. Mike, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not going to waste much time on this match. I Six out of ten as well. 6.5 out of ten. I mean, it was okay. This The spot at the end, he did this, the, not the swing, but the thing where he puts him on the yeah, shoulder uh, and then yeah. the UFO or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, it just kind of, I don't know, it just, I kind of shocked it just ended like right then and there, but, um, but we'll go ahead and jump into the, the WrestleMania just starting itself. It started with Stephanie McMahon talking about, you know, God knows what, (laughs) (laughs) no, she's going on about, you know, about, uh, to bring, you know, to bring enjoyment and entertainment, blah, 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 this BS stuff. And then they do the video package, which was really cool. I thought this year was really awesome. They had like uh, this narrator and then Jack Sparrow kind of interrupts it and stuff like that. It's like, oh, let's rewind back. And that kind of, at first I'm like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. But it was really cool because we saw Seth Robbins, or Seth Robbins, Seth Rollins do a curb stomp to a, a giant lobster or crab. Yeah. So a crab stomp or lobster stomp. So that was kind of neat. But the video package, that's when it really officially hit me that I was not WrestleMania because I was getting really pumped. Really, 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 really pumped. And then it goes to the empty arena, empty performance center. Not even arena. It would have been much cooler if it was at Raymond James Stadium. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it would have been still cool if they did Raymond James Stadium and had the the stage and the fireworks and stuff. I could have still got really pumped into it. But it's just, it's different. So then that brings us to our first match, the Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors. Yes. And to be fair, the match itself is not bad. But it's just, it's just such, the, the, the video package gives you such a high and gives you that chills because you know it's WrestleMania. And the then you go to a match, there's no crowd, and it's just really kind of awkward. And it was a little botchy, and you could tell that they did some editing into that match. There must have been a lot of bo- a few botches in that match. Because that was one of the only matches I really noticed that they'd really done editing into. Well, besides like, you know, the Boneyard stuff, because obviously. Yeah, it's a But, I mean, as far as actual wrestling matches, you could tell they did some editing into that match. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, to them, to be fair, I mean, it's 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 hard. You have no crowd. You're the opening match of Mania. Did Gronk and them talk before this match or after? Um, I think they actually talked before this match, actually. They, they went ahead and talked. It's WrestleMania. Him and Mojo's up there. They give him the three chops. Pretty sure it was before this I match. Think, I think it was. Yeah. It was before or after this match. They know they did the grong. They did nothing, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but the match, Bliss and uh, the Kabuki War, uh, Bliss and Nikki won. Yeah. Um, the match itself, opener, I mean, if you'd had a crowd and stuff, this match may have been... It'd be, and with Bliss and them's like cool, like attire, they would have dressed up like something. You know, Bliss usually does something every year, and the Kabuki Warriors could have did something with um, Kari Sane and the, the bow and stuff uh, like that. It could have elevated a whole lot yeah, more. Yeah, so, so that's the thing. This match, I mean, itself was okay, but I mean, it was nothing spectacular. They tried. Um, 6.4. That's fair, yeah. I mean, that's, what I, that's all I got to say about that match. Not the best opener match, but at the same time, I don't blame them for opening with this match because originally I had predicted they'd open with the ladder match, and that wouldn't have been smart because you'd had such a really good match so early. Nothing would have been able to follow besides, like, your main event matches. Right. So, so, I mean, it was the right call, I thought, to open up with this match. So, 
yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I'm in agreement, too. Um, it, it was what it was, in a sense. You know, like I said, Bliss and them uh, did defeat the Kabuki Warriors. Again, like I was saying earlier, I, I thought it could have added a whole lot more to match with entrances, uh, special entrances, because that always does add to uh, add to a match um, in entirety after after I think about it and grade it. I always think about, well, well Seth Rollins had a cool entrance here. Well, Triple H had a pretty cool entrance. That added a lot to that match for, for me itself. So with that being said, nothing, nothing, no special entries at all. Kind of docked it a little bit. I'm in agreement. Six point three, six point four. I I can't complain there at all. I can peek back off with that, off that rating. So overall, a decent match. Um, it, they did the best they could. You know, that's that's all I really got to say as well on that. Next, we're going to move into another match here. Um, Elias versus King Corbin in a singles match that went on nine minutes here, uh, nine solid minutes even. Elias did get the win against King Corbin. Alexa Bliss, then? Alexa Bliss, then was 15 minutes and five seconds. Didn't really feel that long to me. No, not really. Didn't feel like 15 minutes. It felt like maybe close to 10, really, that I thought. But uh, yeah, that one was 15 minutes and five seconds. And then the last, and then was nine minutes even. Elias did get the win here. I wasn't. Yeah, in a roll up. To, the tots. Yeah, and he's the guy, good guy in all this. So that was kind of weird in, in that sense. I could understand if he was a really little guy and a good guy doing that to try to get the upper hand, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to this match, honestly. I, I wasn't feeling it going into the match. It's it's a skippable match if you want to go watch day one of Mania. I think you can go in into the next match, and you know, which we'll talk about that in just a second. But Elias did win. I'm going to give it a solid just 6 out of 10. I wasn't really feeling this match at all. I I, th- I thought Elias may get the win here to you know where King Corbin had his moment last year. Let Elias have a mania win. Not a whole lot to say. Six out of ten. Just it was what it was. I just wasn't feeling it from the start anyway. Mike, what's your thoughts? Yeah, the, I, honestly, I give a lot of props to these guys though because like Corbin, like I messaged Andrew and Travis. Corbin is a fan wrestler. He is strictly goes by the fans. Like he's like even and it was weird because when he come out you could see it's like his entrance he don't really know what to do because usually he always gives like he poses at the crowd like you know I'm the king I'm too I'm hard but you know but there was like it's just weird and it, so it's very hard because I mean no offense to Elias but Elias really does not fight on TV very often anymore. he don't, he don't wrestle at all like house shows he'll fight at a lot but a lot of times it's just singing then he ends up hitting some of the guitar yeah so for Corbin I felt. I mean, I felt they did as good as they essentially could have in this situation for the singles match. I mean, if this would have been like a – I wish they'd done more gimmick matches. I know gimmicks are stupid, but I wish it had been a guitar in the pole match or something. You could it have done something yeah. that could have added way more. Than, I mean, you ended on roll-up and you give them nine minutes. It ain't like the match only went like two minutes or something, so there was no yeah. point of a gimmick. No, the match went nine minutes. A, a guitar on the pole match would have been just fine with me. Yeah. Honestly, with – and usually now, for Manias, I don't want too many gimmicks. I do want a couple of gimmick matches, but in all reality, I don't. But this for this special occasion where there's no crowd, I'm fine with the gimmicks. Do it, yeah. I mean, I'm truly, I would have been, I mean, I would have been fine if Corbin climbed up to the top and got a guitar, and then Elias reaches underneath the bottom of the, uh, gets underneath the ring and pulls out a, pulls out a, guitar and, and hits Corbin with that one yeah. and that's how he cheats to kind of win yeah. I'd have totally been fine with that because then Corbin could have been like, no he weren't allowed to use that guitar you know I would have totally been they could have I just felt like there could have been more to this match yeah. but like I said for Corbin and them I thought they did really good for what it was and the stipulations and nobody really caring about the feud yeah 
I mean, I thought they, they did as good as they could have. I'll give them a six. I mean, that that's being courteous and generous. This is the match was not very good, but that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, same here. They like did what they could, and like I said, I'm agreeing with Michael there. A gimmick match would have been just fine here. There's no crowd. This is a one-time occasion, hopefully, for WrestleMania, you know. So uh, they could have did what they could there, but, again, they're doing what they got with a regular singles match with no crowd. So moving on to another singles match here, which was the Raw Women's Championship match, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, in a match that went on eight minutes and 30 seconds. And Becky Lynch did defeat Shayna Baszler here and still uh, remains your Raw Women's Champion. She did have a special entrance contest. Yeah, she hit, she come in with a big semi-truck, which she used a couple weeks ago on a, uh, a taping of Raw, which you guys may have seen that there, may or may not have, which you now may have seen it. So it was uh, kind of like Michael was saying yesterday about Charlotte's entrance at WrestleMania 35, where she come in on the big uh, helicopter and stuff. The helicopter sit down, and then then she comes into the actual arena as a regular entry. So well, they first let the other person come out, like Shayna Baszler. Like it showed her pulling up to the thing, yeah, and come, walking into the arena, and then Shayna Baszler comes out. Then Shayna Baszler is in the ring, and then Becky's music hits. So it's kind of like it's really it's like oh well, you just showed yeah, a delay of, there. Kind <laughs> yeah, of, yeah, exactly. So uh, there was a special entry on that. We kind of thought they would go that route of Becky Lynch using that, where she did use it on uh, Raw there. The couple weeks ago been to, i guess two weeks ago i guess um with the match itself though again i wasn't really a big fan of this match either honestly it was one of these things where it could have felt bigger at mania like a big raymond james stadium mania could have felt bigger for baszler and you know becky too having the big special entrance and stuff like that it could have been better but with this being at the performance center with no fans i just really wasn't a fan of it i don't really know if i would have been a huge fan of it if it happened at mania either because I'm not a huge fan of both of these girls at all. You know, I think they're good in-ring workers and stuff. I'm just not really a fan of their characters. Um, I'll be generous with this one. Give it a six as well. I just, I really, really wasn't a fan. And, and this match, I thought, would go honestly a little bit longer. They give them eight minutes. So. I mean, Corbin and Elias went longer. Yeah, they went not. They the went, tag title match went almost double. Yeah. So, and this is one of your main things you've been building on on Raw the past couple weeks and even before since this. Rumble, since Rumble. Yeah, and then, you know, Shayna got in the Elimination Chamber, you know, and they really everybody. started building it. Yeah, eliminated everybody. It was really strong, and uh, they built this matchup a lot, built Shayna Baszler up as a monster like nobody could stop her, but Becky did, the man. So, I, and again, I'm giving it to the six. I just really wasn't a fan of the match itself or really the buildup. <laughs> that much either because I wasn't really invested in this match honestly to just to be honest it's a skippable match I think Mike what's your thoughts well uh, my thoughts is I guess they've probably worked something out with Rhonda for when for later on to fight Becky yeah because that's what I mean because that's what I predicted on the pre-show podcast was that Becky would win just because I feel like they'll work something out with Rhonda yeah <sighs> um the match they is hard hitting and they had the spot like that's the thing is like they did the spot like on Raw last week where she grabs her and slings her into the they did them spots already and it's kind of like if you would have did that just this week I would have it would have been a lot more better to me but that's the stuff like that but I thought it was hard hitting the ending of it was essentially kind of a roll up 
Essentially, yeah. I mean, it was back-to-back roll-ups almost, kind of like, because she did her finisher, the submission. So I thought it was a true roll-up as I was sitting there thinking in my mind what happened to match did. So, I mean, it essentially was a roll-up. Yeah, she so. she technically, she had her in that submission and then she reversed it. Oh, yeah, the flip back. And okay, flipped yeah, her back and, right. and that was it. Yeah. And Shayna didn't even get close to kicking out. Like, even oh, as they kind of, they kind of three. And then she still hadn't even, like, kicked out. Like, I mean, it wasn't even, like, close, so. Right. Um, I'll be courteous and give it a seven i thought it was pretty hard hitting but like i said there was a i don't know i, I, I predicted this to be the main event on our packets honestly yeah, yeah. me and uh byron Br- brian 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 byron did brian brian. yeah we both predicted this would be the main event for night one because you know they main evented with women last year and you had two nights so i'm like they'll main event with women one night and they'll main event with the men one night i'm right. like that's the way they'll do it yeah. but no they they didn't instead it's the third match the whole night weekend or the two nights mania i'm like huh Okay, that was going to be one of the main events, but no, I guess not. Yeah. Um, but I give it a 6.9 or 7? I give seven. it a 7. I give yeah. it a 7. I'll stick with the 7. Usually I don't like a round number. I go 7.1 or 6. No, but I'll go 7. Straight up. I mean, I guess it'll continue for a bit. I mean, I don't really know how everything's going to work since they're at the stay-home order and stuff in Florida now. I know they recorded Raw for this week. I don't know about SmackDown, so... I guess we'll see if they continue how they're going to continue doing all the stuff if no one's allowed technically out. In the only case, it's essential, and I don't know if WWE's essential work. So, right. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Uh, seven. That's all I got to say about that. I'm in agreement there, too. It's uh, kind of one of them matches. They, they had some hard-hitting spots. I do agree. Next, we'll move into a SmackDown match, a singles match for the Intercontinental Championship. Sami Zayn with Cesaro and Shin uh, defeated Daniel Bryan with Drew Gulak. And this match went on nine minutes and 20 seconds. I thought it, this match was, was all right. It, I thought it could have been better. I really do. A lot of shenanigans going on, a lot of outside interference, a lot of, uh, you know, Cesaro and Drew Gulak running around, then Shin got involved. A lot of stuff going on outside of the ring to take away from the actual match itself. Um, Sami Zayn did defeat uh, Daniel Bryan here, uh, kind of a cheating fashion like we all, all kind of predicted there on that. So, I mean, it was what it was. I thought it was going to be better. Now, had had this been at Mania and no shenanigans, this straight-up wrestling match, like a mania at Raymond James Stadium, which I'm, I don't, you know, you know what I mean. But I thought it was uh, pretty good. Just it could have been a whole lot better. I'm gonna give it a seven point two out of ten. I thought it could have been in the eight to nine ranges if you could have let them just go out and, and just have an actual professional wrestling match and have them go all out. Uh, Sami Zayn wins here, nine minutes and twenty seconds. Uh, overall solid, but I think it could have been a whole lot better. Uh, Mike, what's your thoughts on the old Intercontinental match? Uh, a little too many shenanigans and stuff. I thought it was really hard hitting. It was more felt like a New Japan. Like when they fought, that's the thing. There was just so much going in and out of the ring, in and out, in and out. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan basically just kind of stayed in the ring the whole time. He really didn't chase a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But it was like when they was in the ring, they was really that strong style is what they was going for a lot of it. So I mean, it was good when they was in the ring. It's just a lot, a little too much shenanigans for me. Yeah. Uh, Sammy retained. Like I thought he might, just because I'm just like. Daniel Bryan's won the IC title at Mania already before. Sam just and won Sam it. Sam just won it. I'm just like, well, take it, go ahead and take it off of you. Need some heels to be champs. Right. I was like, just see where this goes, him and Nakamura and Cesaro, whatever. Yeah, let him have a run. Um, seven, four. What'd you give it? Seven three. Okay, well, so we're basically seven three, seven two. Or something so like we're, we're basically about. This. I'll give it a seven four. Yeah. Just because Sami Zayn did retain. Um, 
Yeah, I had really high expectations for this match, obviously. We didn't get invested in this match as much as I thought we would with Sami Zayn's gear. <laughs> we did initially at the beginning. We did, yeah, when he was doing his backstage interview and stuff like that. I think the shenanigans took away from it a little bit, honestly. Yeah, too much outside the ring. And honestly, it would have been fine if it had been like a hardcore match or something. But there was there's DQ, so yeah. nobody's really hitting anybody. It's just a lot of running around and Sami Zayn, or Cesaro and Shinsuke getting whooped. So, yeah. Um, 7-4. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, 7-4. I'm more in agreement there. It was a good match, but it, I definitely could have been better. Uh, match 6 here we got. Um, this was the triple threat ladder match for the tag team championship match. This went match went on 18 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, John Morrison defeats Jimmy Uso and Kofi Kingston, which you guys know it's a triple threat. Uh, the tag team partners was took out, you know, due yes. to... Yeah, yeah I mean, it was pretty much because of Miz's behalf, and it made it fair for everybody just to take one out, which I, I liked the way they did it, honestly. Um, John Morrison defeats him. I thought this match was fantastic. Had a lot of good stuff. This was the second best match of the night, I thought. Um, or you could argue it could have been the best, you know. But I, I liked them. another match a little bit onto the card. We'll talk about that in a little bit later. Um, I thought this match was great. Had a lot of hard-hitting spots. Triple threat guy. You know, you had John Morrison and Kofi Kingston and Jimmy Uso, both, all three high flyers. So I thought this match was fantastic. Had a nice ending spot where all of them was at the top of the ladder at the end and all of them was pulling you know pulling at the title it had been unbuckled already yeah and and morrison you'd say i, th- I think i caught it there morrison unbuckled one of the titles I'm like okay he's got the title one of them unbuckled at least and they was all pulling them in, and john morrison pulled both of the titles back and fell into the ladder and that well, ended they headbutted him, did a double headbutt and, and, and he fell off of he it. Failed off, okay yeah. yeah so he got the headbutt to him and they fell off yeah and um you know, John uh, Uso and Kofi's up there kind of fighting with the uh, uh, thing that holds the titles. I thought it was kind of funny. John Morrison retains. I kind of thought they'd be an upset with the Usos. I was wrong on that one. Uh, I, I like where Morrison and Miz are still champions right now. With Miz, you know, not being a part of it. They I made it right. Morrison did it. Morrison did it. But he, I had I, him beating everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Which would have been cool, still, And that's my thing. They still could have done that spot because you could have had Big E in there and you could have the other Uso. And that's why they're just like, they both look at him and kind of just do a double headbutt. Yeah. And that's why, because it's just like, wait, why? It's, it's, let's just take him out. Then one of us will be the champ. And that would have worked so good. So Morrison could have still, so I I wish they would have kept Big E and Jey Uso in it. Um, But see, my whole thing is, like I predict, I said beforehand, like when was before the show, it's like, how cool would that have been like? They had the Miz doing like a voiceover, like he gets locked in the locker room or something yeah. like that. I, I can't get out. And Morrison's like, "Our music's playing. What are we gonna do?" And just like, "Go, go in it for us, John." Yeah. You know, just something like that. That's why you could have had rolled off, Miz. rolled off, and you know, it, he would have could have retained and stuff like that. That would have been pretty neat. But go ahead, though. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it, I, I'm agreeing with there. That could have been a cool way to do it, and that would have could have got John Morrison over a lot more. Him just defying all the odds and winning it by himself could have put him over a little bit more too. But. Um, match ranking on this one, though, I'm going to give it an 8.6 out of 10. I thought it was a great triple threat ladder match. I would have loved to have seen this being like a tag team triple threat ladder at WrestleMania, see what kind of spots they could have had, too. Probably would have had similar spots in it, but they could have had even more with more people uh, in it, too. But match ranking, I'm going to give it an 8.6. I thought it was a great, great uh, ladder match with the circumstances, with no crowd and stuff. I think they still deliver. Mike, what's your thoughts? None. Yep. I give it a nine, honestly, because it, it never affected me one bit that there was no crowd in this I match. Didn't, I didn't At the either. main beginning, it did, but then it's like once they got it going, I never even 
paid any attention to there being no crowd. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's why I 100% respect to give them a nine because they could have did half of what they did and the match would have still been fine. But they were doing every bit of this with no crowd. It's like I was telling Zach last night, our buddy Zach. Imagine going up to a practice, going to a practice gym, and playing in front of nobody and doing like a pickup game. Yeah. But that's the biggest game of your life. That's your the <laughs> championship, like the NCAA tournament. Like imagine, that's what essentially what they was doing last night. Yeah. They were doing a practice match, but it's their legacy on the line. So it's practice so basically. But it's it's the biggest match, so it's very important, and you don't know if it's working or not because you have no crowd. You don't know who the. I mean, it's just like nothing to feed off of. And, and to do these spots, you got your adrenaline because the crowd's going wild. No crowd, so them spots are hurting. Yep. They're going to hurt like hell. I don't care who you are because you have no adrenaline going because you're yeah. you're pumped because you're pumping yourself up or you really get into it. And like when you're doing practice, you don't really get that adrenaline like you do like a game. Yeah. Like I mean, if exactly. you played sports, you know how it is to play in a tournament or the, the divisional or playing against a rival I means like you try so much harder than you would in practice it's just like you don't care and that's what they was doing and they didn't go through the motions like like a lot of them they they and a lot of these superstars they didn't just go through the motions and they could have they could very and well, they man. really did push all the superstars in the whole night i felt like besides one match by getting that in a little bit which it's not their fault i don't feel like maybe it is who knows but anyways this match of nine it's if you're gonna watch this WrestleMania, you're gonna this is one of the matches you're gonna go back and watch. This was a very, very good match. It was, yeah. So I agree. Nine loved it, thought it was great, and I don't know how it would have been on the match if you had had the same match at Raymond James Stadium. I don't know how good it would have been because we've had ladder matches in the past, and it's like they never, they've not really been as great like as we think they can be. Like yeah. the ladder match at WrestleMania 32, it's okay. Yeah. WrestleMania 31's ladder match. The, 30, the 33 one is cool because the Hardys return, but besides that, the match itself, it's all right. It's probably one of the matches tonight. Yeah. I still like Austin Aries and probably Neville a little bit better. Yeah. Just because the wrestling technique, I thought that was a really, that's the greatest pre-show match I think I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. So, you know, usually ladder matches have never truly in the last few years. I mean, back in the day, they've, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all know the history there. Right. Even the Money in the Bank matches, they someone was really great. Thank you. Um, so... This one, though, I thought delivered to be a triple threat with the unique situation they was in. I thought delivered great, awesome, nine. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it. It was a great match. Great, great match. Uh, great with what circumstances they had. Next, we'll move on into Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins in a no deep. Well, first it was a singles match. Then it went to a no disqualification match. We'll talk about that in a second. So, um, this match, again, went on 17 minutes and 20 seconds. Kevin Owens did defeat Seth Rollins in this match. But the first match was, you know, as you as in the pre-show, it was a regular singles match. Um, in this match, you know, had a back and forth with Kevin Owens and, and Seth. And Seth really much, couldn't take it anymore. Kevin's getting the beating on him. And he hit him with the uh, uh, monitor, or the ring bell. Ring, ring bell. bell. Hit him with the ring, hit Kevin Owens with the ring bell. Ding, ding, ding. Match is over. Uh, Kevin Owens technically wins by disqualification. Rollins is walking up the rope, and and uh, Kevin Owens calls like, "No, it's son of a B, you son of a B. We're not ending this like this. Come on in here, let's make this a no DQ match." And, Ke- and you know, Rollins is like, "Oh, you know, blah blah blah." And he finally accepts. Match goes on for a little bit longer. There, uh, Kevin Owens still gets the win, uh, another win. You know, in this no DQ match, as they was you know using some things there. So, I mean. 
with this match being 17 minutes and 20 seconds, it was all right for what it was. I, I didn't think it was the greatest wrestle match in the world, but I mean, it was all right. It had you know the disqualification first and went into a no DQ match, which was cool. I'm glad it didn't end in an actual DQ. Uh, they went to no DQ, but um, Kevin Owens does win here. Match ranking wise. out of 10. I mean, I thought it was all right. You know, you could go back and watch it if you want, if you was really invested in this feud. Um, Other than that, I mean, 7.5 in my eyes. I thought it was all right. Kevin Owens gets two wins in one match. Mike, what's your thoughts? I'll give it a 7-8. I thought the spot at the end was really good. Yes. Yeah, when Kevin Owens climbs up, because they had the WrestleMania logo that hangs up in the stadium. They had that behind where the announcer would be. Yeah. Well, he, when it went to no DQ, he climbed up of it and did the run and jump. And they, somebody said did elbow, but no, it's more like a cannonball kind of like type thing. Just, just kind of like throw your back, body. Bo- yeah, backsplash kind of like that. Yeah. I thought that spot was really cool, actually. Awesome. Yeah. And it's that was cool and visually that that looked neat. That and was did slow motion replays of it, which was even cooler. Yeah. So I thought that spot was really good. I guess seven eight. Though, I thought these guys was working hard. Mm-hmm. No crowd reaction and stuff like that. Which I mean, that, this right here would have been one at Mania. You would have had. A lot of Owens fans, a lot of Rollins fans. So I think that would have been a really actually solid. Yeah. So for what they did, I thought they, they, they performed pretty dang good, especially following the ladder match like they did. Like yeah, if they had followed like any of these other matches, they would have really, I think, probably gotten to the eights. But for all in the ladder match, 7.8, though. I thought, especially, I mean, if they had had some crowd, I thought that would have been really good. But uh, 7.8, though. I thought it was pretty strong, though. Yeah, same here. I, thought it was, uh, I love that spot there at the end. That was great. Uh, and that was during the no DQ part of it. Um, next, we're going into the sing- – Oh, well, and that, Go ahead. That, but my one thing is I just wish they would have had this as a no DQ going in. Going into it, Instead yeah. of doing the whole DQ finishes because it's kind of like really <sighs> – Their feud was built on kind of like you know, no no disqualification, let's do this. It's been a personal kind of feud, you know. But go ahead, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, no DQ going in would have been great for that one, I thought. And, you know, like I said, Seth Rollins was talking like he was a god and stuff like this. And, and you know, Owens was like, ah, oh, that's not a godly thing to do, you know, and all that stuff. So I agree 100% there on that, Mike. Um, next match, though, uh, talking about we got this one in the, the main event, which this match was the uh, singles match for the Universal Championship match, which we all know Roman did get took took out of this match, you know, due to uh, health concerns with the coronavirus and stuff like that. Uh, we talked about it on the pre-show, and we thought it was going to be Braun Strowman, and it ended up does being Braun Strowman. So Braun Strowman versus Goldberg, a singles match that went on two minutes and ten seconds. Pretty much a summary. I think Bill gave him – Bill Goldberg gave Braun four spears, then I think um, Braun gave him like four power slams. I That's think, it. and that no other moves was done. That was it. Yeah, just four finishers. Uh, Braun Strowman wins the Universal Championship. I, I, you know, going into this match, regardless if it had been Roman or Braun, I really wasn't a big fan of it. You know, I was just like, well, it's going to be Roman win. And I, I thought for a second, well, Braun, you know, he's uh, he's been in this. I, you know, he's not really been in any feud at all. He probably won't win. But he ends up winning the title, so I guess the plan all along was to get the title off Goldberg at WrestleMania. I uh, five out of ten, just being generous. I mean, it was four finishers, and it just really didn't feel like he didn't feel like Braun really like earned anything. He just felt like he was their placement. I was talking to Andrew and Mike there earlier. It's like he felt like he was just winning a vacated title, just like oh here here's the vacated title, you know. Yeah. It's just like well, here you go. You, let's see what you can do with it. It just really didn't feel like it was going to be Roman. He was the one that's supposed to take it off of him, and you know he was going to be the champ. 
I mean, hopefully they can build off this and Braun does have a little run with it and just see what he can do. But he just started doesn't feel like a true champ. It. He's going to drop it to Roman eventually. Yeah. It's going to happen. Whenever Roman decides to come back, it's going to be him, you know, that gets the title. So, I mean, I, just being generous, five out of ten. What do you got? See, I pitched the thing to Tyler, my brother. The way I would have done this match, and you could have made it work good. What you could have did, there's a couple of things I had. First off on SmackDown, they could have had a fatal five-way. Dolph Ziggler, former World Heavyweight Champion. Daniel Bryan, former World Heavyweight Champion. Braun Strowman, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and former IC Champ. Mm-hmm. Bobber, Robert Roode, former NXT Champion. Long, you know, And then you could have Shinsuke Nakamura, a, a former Royal Rumble winner. Mm-hmm. You could have had in former IC champ. You could have had that, and then had Braun win that to get the title. Get match. the shot. Yeah. Well, the way I would have done it is I would have showed Goldberg coming into the arena mm-hmm. or getting into the parking lot and stuff like that, and I would have had I would have had Braun Strowman meet him in the like it also coming in the parking lot at the same time. Yeah. And then and then Goldberg, uh, who are you? You know, kind of like, and then had them start brawling right there in the parking lot, and I'd had Gronk pull up in some kind of stupid van thing like a party van or something like that because he does legit own one a party van i'd had him pull up oh this is awesome and you know it's like i got an ideal i'm the host of wrestlemania so what we're gonna do later tonight the universal championship will be defended for the first time ever at wrestlemania in a backstage brawl match and they could have had and it could have been kind of filmed a little bit not like i mean not like the same as taker and them because it'd been a backstage but you could have a lot of pre-recorded stuff it'd been a lot of weapons and the match could have actually went hell 10 minutes yeah you could have you could have had some spots and you could have just had them fight around the arena mm-hmm. and braun could have won and that, that would have had built some feuds like okay they just don't like each other you know like right. you could have built that up so much better and just even in one night, that same damn night, you could have did this. On you could have had this in the kickoff. The kickoff is where they could announce it's going to be a backstage brawl. An hour long, so yeah, I mean, time. you could have recorded this backstage segment so easily. Mm-hmm. You could have. And you could have had well, Charlie Caruso or whoever the heck the one of the, the people is, come up and be like, uh, you know, uh, what do you think about Braun Strowman? Uh, who the hell is Braun Strowman? Yeah, you know, like you know. Kind of like, him off like he's and, and that could have really built up, and then Braun Strowman, be like, who the hell's Braun Strowman? <laughs> you know, and just had them fight each other and like throw each other a little car winch. I mean, there's so much you could have did with this that might have made it way better. I mean, their match itself, the lowest match of the night for me. I just didn't feel like it was a very accomplished moment for Braun. I didn't. I just didn't feel right. I, I honest to God, even Tyler, as much as we hate Roman. Honestly, Goldberg should have just retained here because you took the title off the Fiend to put it on Roman. That's your goal. You've already pissed everybody off. Keep the title on Dan Goldberg. Let him beat Braun. And then if they quit wrestling for the next couple months, oh, well, it don't matter. And if Goldberg is your champ, he can record two or three. I mean, they show literally like five real segments on each show, essentially. And then they show a bunch of bullcrap old stuff. So what they could have truly did is they could have had Goldberg held the title till SummerSlam or something like that. Or hell, even if you get tired of him earlier and you know Roman ain't going to be back for a while. Hell, have Edge versus Goldberg. Spear versus Spear, two legends. You got it. You, I mean, there's so much they could have just did. Honestly, now maybe Braun, maybe Fiend wins tonight. I assume so. That's my prediction. I mean, because if he don't, then the whole promo didn't really make a whole lot of sense on Cena. Yeah. Fiend wins tonight. Maybe Fiend and Braun Strowman have a big feud. Maybe that was going to be like your money in the bank, but money in the bank's already looking like it's going to get postponed. Mm-hmm. So... Right. I don't know. I just feel like they could have did so much better 
for this whole thing. I think Goldberg, honestly, and I'm, it's cool, bronze champ. I mean, that's great for him. I feel good for him. Whatever. Mm. Same time, I just should just kept on the old man. If you're gonna, what's the point of making Goldberg come back, squash the fiend, and then him just get squashed essentially and lose yeah. the belt? There's no point to it. It's just there's no point. I mean, the whole thing, the whole point was to take the title off Fiend because Roman can get cheered. Because everybody's going to be mad because the Fiend, because they knew that Roman would not get cheered at the Fiend. For sure. This was your, this was the thing. And you could have Goldberg turn heel after beating Brian and just kept him getting cocky and cocky and cocky. Mm-hmm. Then you could have had Roman and Goldberg later on. And you could have had more of a better storyline build up because they've had really no build up at all besides them seeing each other once or twice. Maybe twice, I think. That's yeah. the whole thing. I'm just like, I don't know. I just felt like that was kind of a dropped ball on the whole situation. And 4 out of 10. Yeah. Super. I just, I'm not big on it. And the only reason I give it 4 is because they did 4 spears and 4 power <laughs> slams, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. That so that, that's it. the thing. Oh, <laughs> because, off the number. Off the, in honor of uh, the In spears. honor of the spears. Four. That's good. That's why I'm going to give the match. Four out of ten. Yeah, and like, like you were saying earlier about the buildup of the match on SmackDown there Friday, they're just like no buildup at all to Braun being the announce, And that's the thing. Even in the video package, they had Roman Reigns in it. They didn't even announce, like, say, why. And that's the thing. It's like WWE takes every chance they can. Why would they not just say because of Roman's the battle flu leukemia and all that? They could have did that. Why not use that? You use it all the time about the damn cancer stuff, and you ain't going to use it this time? Yeah, just like instead they're so hell bent they will not mention the coronavirus or COVID nineteen, which I understand. People's tired of hearing. They they watch wrestling not to hear about this. They crap. get away from. But everything. still, at the same time, you could have just went ahead and just said that for Roman. It's like no, it's just like why is this a match? Bro? I mean, this is WrestleMania. This is not like backlash or something like that. this. Is WrestleMania? You should have some kind of explanation, exactly. you know, for that. So I, I in agreement there. I, a low ranking match. I thought yeah, in itself. Okay, yeah. We'll uh, we'll pause here for a quick second. Maxwell Rennie get some products for our WrestleMania day two. So we'll be back in just a short couple minutes. And welcome back. You just heard um, Undertaker's American Bad A theme, a 30-second clip of that. I added that into the episode. We're back here. We're going ahead and talk about The Undertaker versus AJ Styles in the Boneyard match, and then we'll jump in into Night 2 of WrestleMania as we're on, we're on our way back home from Night 2. Um, but the Boneyard match, though, with AJ and Taker, fantastic match. I absolutely loved it. Uh, it was one of my favorite things. It was my favorite thing they did on Mania of Night 1. Um, Undertaker defeated AJ in the Boneyard match, and the time on that went um, 35 minutes. So that was a long match. They went that long? That's what it says, 35 it minutes even. Like it did, and it felt like we was just in a movie watching something, you know, and it just time just flew by, and that 35 minutes, I was thinking around 20. But they went I 35. I 20. Yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, it's a fantastically done uh, Undertaker again, if, as you heard of the theme song, he was the American Bad A, and he come out in the Harley and stuff, and they did with the Metallica theme song. Yes, that was cool. But that was awesome. He come out to Metallica riding these Harley. I thought that was just epic. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, Undertaker wins here. Awesome way he buries AJ Styles. If you guys have seen the memes already with AJ's hands out of the the grave, so it was kind of cool, um, you know. And then he had Gallows and uh, Anderson get involved as well, which is cool. Definitely, if you go back and watch anything on Mania Night One, you've got to watch the whole thing in entirety. I thought it was just fantastically done from top match. to bottom. Of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of that match, yeah, yeah that the match. whole Night One. You watched from it's the first My second God to the last. From blessing him. <laughs> all the way to the end. No, from the actual main event, there. Watch everything in through. I'm gonna give it a nine point five out of ten. I absolutely loved it. Um, you couldn't have did it any better, and the the gimmick that match that they had, I, I 
thought it was just fantastically done. It was awesome. 9.5. And, uh, Michael, give, what's your thoughts on the uh, main event of Mountain One? Well, I loved I mean, I loved it from the get-go. When it showed the hearse pulling up, I'm like, that's AJ Styles. And, and he was the – they pulled the – you know, they had the Undertaker's like, song playing on the Druid song. And, yeah. and then, um, <laughs> dang, uh, they pulled the casket out and they opened it up and it's AJ and it's – his song kicks on. and. Yeah. He's going, this ain't scary. Where you at, dead man? Come on, Mark. <laughs> you know, I love the whole fact they kept calling each other Alan and Mark yes. the whole time. And awesome. they cussed quite a bit in this match. And which I've read stuff today that was like the interviews and stuff like that about that match. And it took them like eight hours to film that, I think, or something really? like that. Yeah. Dang. And it took them like five days to clean it all up and stuff like that. Well, I was well done. And uh, the hand there at the end, AJ Styles. Michael P.S. Hayes and Triple H found that arm like two hours before, really? and they decided to inquire into the thing. Actually, the whole match concept came up because they went to the graveyard to shoot, to, to record the Undertaker or AJ Styles promo. Which one was it? I was gone, so. Um, the, who, uh, who did the graveyard promo? It was AJ, I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure it was AJ. Yeah, it was AJ. Well, one of them, whoever it was. I think it was AJ. I yeah, think it was, it was AJ. It was, they yeah. filmed that thing there, and see, Michael P.S. Hayes and Triple H was there, and they really loved that area, that setting and stuff like that. And then that's when Triple H and P.S. Hayes come up with the idea of, let's have a match here. Let's set, you know, yeah. set it up and stuff like that. So that's how that all came about. And uh, if you're watching, Taker hits the, the Hearst window and busts his arm. Yes. That's legit. That really did happen. And they decided to keep it in it because they thought it looked really cool. Yeah, yeah. And it, they did it because I'm like, I'd thing I'm like, dude, that's legit. Because I mean, I'm like, his arm has a knot on it. That's like legit. Only case you did like a turkey baster, and you're feeling yeah. it full of butter and stuff <laughs> like that. But no, and all right. But uh, yeah, I thought this match was great. The only gripe I have with the whole match, and it's the only thing that holds it back really for me, was the fact there at the end. It's right at the end is when AJ Styles, a taker, chokes him about the thing, and he's taking him over there to to bury him. And I, I hate the fact that AJ's pleading like, don't oh, yeah. don't bury me. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, it's good. I'm like, what's going to happen is he's doing all this, and then he's going to try to get a cheap shot in on I'll Undertaker, yeah. and then Taker's going to knock him in. No, he said he didn't. Taker just said, no, you're, t- you're a tough match, you know. You're tough. You you're know, good. You're, you're real you're, good. You're real good, you know, but – you tried, you know, and then... So, my whole thing is, it's a gripe now, but if if this goes how I think it will go, I think they fight again at SummerSlam, then Survivor Series. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Or, vice versa, they fight again at Survivor Series, and then they fight again at SummerSlam. Because mm-hmm. maybe, I mean, my whole thing is, I would love to see Taker go on to fight whoever the WWE champion. I'll say that. I don't want to spoil anything yet. Yeah. Um, whoever the WWE champion is at SummerSlam, and AJ Styles makes his return then and screws the Undertaker over, yeah. then that sets in the fight at Survivor Series, which AJ Styles beats him at that time or don't beats him. They don't beat him. And then that sets up AJ Styles as super desperate to beat Undertaker. And they have a legit match next year's WrestleMania. Kind of like a Shawn Michaels um, yeah. Undertaker feud back in the day. Like he has to beat him. That's his one goal in his life now yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, but that was my only gripe is that he said, don't bury me. No, don't hurt me. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're, uh, you know, I I was fine with it, and then he didn't even try to, like, do a cheap shot or nothing like that. Taker just walked away and then turned around and just big, big booted boot. him, and that was it. Yeah. Um, but overall, the match was phenomenal. I loved it, which that was 
that or the Firefly Funhouse, I give match like going in was the one I was most excited. Most pumped for, yeah. I give it. I'm pretty sure I give the Boneyard like a nine. Didn't I? The Boneyard. We we're talking about. Or what do you mean? Bone, like going in? Like, yeah. I think a nine. I believe. I think yeah. I give it like a nine, and I give. The yeah. Firefly Funhouse, I think I'd give it like a 9.3 or something like that. Just, yeah, for the fact we don't know what's the going on. The pre going be. in, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this match um, was awesome. It was the match of the night. I'll say most entertaining match of the night. Yeah, we'll say the, that. The latter match probably technically is your better. But it, it was all shenanigans and just weapons and stuff. So, technically, it, it just depends if you're a purist and you don't believe in this crap as, as a real wrestling match. Or if you're just, I mean, wrestling, it's world its world wrestling entertainment. Yeah, so e. <laughs> there is that E, and this was entertainment. This truly got me happy and really enjoyed it. This was the, I loved it. I'd give it 9.3 or 4. I mean, I loved it. I thought it was, like I said, the only thing that really held it back anything was the AJ plea and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the whole shenanigans. And like I said, it I did not feel like it was a 35-minute match. Oh, no, heck, it Never. didn't feel like that at all. No. Um, I would have loved to have seen a Kane cameo. That'd be cool. That would have been awesome since we said that, uh, there was a lot of interference with the OC and the Druids and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and everything was improv, straight up. Everything they said in that match mm-hmm. was between AJ and Taker. That was strictly them That's improv cool. and doing whatever they said was just what they went with and stuff like that. That's so awesome. when Taker said, you come here, you son of a bee, and after he busts his arm, he says, oh, Son of a bitch. <laughs> that's all legit. And that's them. And that's so loved it. I mean, I like their feud and stuff. And uh, I mean, I, I, we just did watch WrestleMania night too. And afterwards they do the first look at the undertaker, the last ride oh, thing. Man, really and awesome. I'm loving that takers really opening up now. Cause I have been fortunate enough to sit close to him on an airplane. So I've talked to Taker outside of the, you know, in the airplane and stuff like that. He told me about Bray Wyatt spraining his ankle at WrestleMania 31 in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So it's really awesome to let people see The Undertaker opening up and stuff like that. Yeah. And overall, I mean, I love this whole thing, and I hope this is leading to an actual Taker a little bit of a run. I ain't saying full-time. Not even saying part. I mean, I'm just really a part-time. Like maybe him run, get one more title run. Yeah. Hell, maybe have him win the title. At SummerSlam, or at winning at Survivor Series, Finally have up. him beat the WWE Champion or Universal Champion, have AJ Styles win the Royal Rumble, and challenge Taker. I'd love it because I just think AJ, he's just there's only two guys I think that are the great heels for Undertaker's gimmick, AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. Yeah, because they both AJ has that. He thinks he's cool. Like he, in his mind, he thinks he's really cool as crap. Everything he says and all his jokes and his lines he says are awesome. Like yeah. he just seems like he's hot ass. Yeah. But he backs it up, you know, because he's a, he's a tough guy. And, and it's kind of the same thing with Rollins. Rollins got that. He's that weasel though, kinda. You know, but he talks a lot of crap. But he's really good. Yeah, he can back it up too. And, and that's what I, I think. Both of them are about perfect. And that's the thing I think the Takers missed in a couple of last years. Well, 34, him and Cena, I don't even call that a match, Man, really. The, the buildup was was neat, how they did that and didn't make an official match and all that. It was neat and different. Roman, I mean, ideally, whenever you talk about their characters and how they're, they're both kind of like 
that ring dog and leader and stuff like that i mean ideally it sounds decent but it's not it, it just it wasn't it's not good yeah. not at this point in taker's career taker's just not that he has to be somebody that can work pretty good. No offense to Roman, but he's just – he can't carry it. He he's cannot, no Shawn Michaels. He he's can't. No, he's no AJ. No he's no AJ. No, uh, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan would have been a great one, too, yes. if his heel gimmicks, because he's really good as a heel. He is good. And um, – but over – and then, like, you know, 32 was Shane. Totally different feud because it was a face versus face kind, and it was just – it was a different – 31, him and Bray. Like, see, Taker weren't there. That build up really essentially at all either. True. Um, 30, him and Brock, it's the same thing. It kind of goes with Roman. Yeah. yeah. Brock's better than Roman in ring. Yeah. Brock does a lot, and people will probably get mad. Like, no, Roman, no. Brock does a lot less, but Brock, Brock's ecstatic. I mean, he's Brock, top. with Brock, it's less is more, like, kind of type thing with me. Like, he's less he does. He's physical. He's going to yeah. suplex you and F5 you and beat the hell out of you. Yeah, he's legit, you know. You know, Punk was probably that last one that really just perfect. Punk had that super gimmick that worked out great yes. to fight with Taker feud-wise. And Cena would have had a great few, great one too, but, you know, Taker wasn't really there for that one. You know, he'd, he'd been gone and all that, and then he shows up at 34 and they fight, and it's a squash match. But, right. you know, I'm still kind of mad they never did get their other match, you know, so. Same. Um, but, yeah, this match, 9.4. Um, I'll give my night one ratings at the end. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, do a whole we'll, we'll do night one and night two and overall, so. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and jump in tonight, too. We yeah. did not see the pre-show, so I have no idea who won that match. I, I'd say, uh, I think it'll probably be on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, I'm going to say you got it pulled up. Yeah. Uh, Liv Morgan defeated Natalia in a 6.25 time – or 6 minutes, 25 seconds Dang. Uh, time. I'm so. going to give it 6.25. That's good. 6.25. I'm, I'm <laughs> but we'll go. We'll jump into the actual main first same match of the night. Video again. Yeah, same stuff as night one, which is awesome. I love their intro pack. It's really good, I thought. Um, when they play ACDC, it's just like... Yes, the, for those about to rock. It gets you pumped, man. Yeah, I love some ACDC anyway, so that was cool in itself. Um, but we'll jump into the first match of the night of night two, which was Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the singles match for the Women's Championship. This match went on... Okay, yeah, yeah sing, singles... Wait, no. NXT Championship match. Okay. There we go. Yeah, I NXT forgot to throw that in there. Women's Championship. But this match went on uh, 20 minutes and 30 seconds. Um, I actually enjoyed this match a lot. It told, it told, yeah, a good opener told a good story. Charlotte worked on uh, Rhea's leg the whole entire match, and then ended up Charlotte submitted Rhea with the um, the figure eight. I thought it told a great story. Uh, the good opening match. I thought they they would mesh well, and they did mesh really well. I would like to see them fight again at some point down the road. Um, great physical match. Had some good spots. Again, like I said, Charlotte worked that leg the whole entire match. Rhea got some offense in, but Rhea, uh, most of the time it was Charlotte getting in her offense and working the leg. But it told a good story. Like I said, I'm, I'm all about the stories in matches too, and it told a great one. Um, I'm going to give this match a 8.25 out of 10. I thought it was great. Good opener. Uh, way to start off the night on a positive note. Um, it's a great match. I, I'm, I'm a fan of that. 8.25 uh, out of 10. That was great. What are your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, great opener, actually. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was hard-hitting. It was really good. I mean, the whole thing is I always wondered, like, if this match would have been actually in front of a crowd. Would this match have been better or worse? Because I'm like, yeah. I sit there and think it would be better because obviously you think with a crowd. But then at the same time, I'm like, how many true Charlotte fans is there and how many true fans of their Rhea Ripley? Yeah, they could have crapped on it. So, yeah, no, but the thing yeah. is, the Rhea Ripley is from overseas and there's a bunch of overseas fans. So maybe it would have been, they would have been really invested in this match. Yeah. 
I don't know. I thought this match, though, overall was really good and really strong. 8.4. I thought it was strong. The story, I mean, it was a lot of... It was a lot of her going for the knee and stuff like that, but it was telling the story. And she ended up beating her by submission. Yeah. And stuff. And there was moments that Rhea Ripley would get kind of going, but then her knee would kind of buckle on her a little bit because of And then a lot of it made sense. It wasn't just stupidness. Like, <laughs> stupidness. Stupidnessness. You know, like, you know, there's times in ladder matches, it's like they can't climb a ladder at all because their knee will be hurt. But then, by goodness, they're, when somebody's going up, by God, they'll run right up. Run and right and, up, and it's just like logic's gone. But for the most part, Rhea did pretty good, like, when she was getting pretty, like, she'd get any kind of momentum kind of going, she'd always kind of buckle, but she just wouldn't buckle on a simple, like, oh, I'm just walking, I can't do it, no, it was usually because she was doing something pretty quick. She did, like, a superplex to her, some kind of big maneuver there, and then right after that, she immediately rolled back and was holding her knee because that showed the effect of it, so that's cool. Overall, I thought that match was good, 8.4. Uh, Charlotte comes out as your champion. I don't know how many times champion that makes her now. 11, I believe. She's 10 times. I made her 11 times. So, yeah. Yep, she'll get you in a year or two, Rick. Yeah. Um, but overall, I thought this was a great opener. A great start for night two, I thought. Yeah. Which is going to kind of be the trend for night two. I mean, it's – that's. I mean, I don't want to give spoilers, but that, that's more or less the kind of trend for night two for the most part, I felt anyway. For sure. But, yeah, yeah that's all I got to say about that. Charlotte. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Commercial, that was, yeah, that was nice. Um, moving on here, uh, in a match here, me and Mike, we didn't get a chance actually to watch. Uh, I heard but, Bob Lash wore pants. Bob Lash wore pants. That would I want to kind of actually go back and I see that and see him wear pants. I, that's my only uh, thing I really want to see, but uh, Alistair Black defeated Bobby Lashley. Black yeah, Black had a cool entry. He had like a hood on with like some kind of uh, like thorns and stuff on him. It looked kind of cool. That's all we really got to see. We had to do some. We had other obligations we had to do. Um, but Alistair Black did beat Bobby Lash in a seven minutes twenty seconds. I'm not going to grade it. We're just going to kind of give the results on that. Moving to the next yeah. match. I mean, it, well, no point really. Um, next match we had Otis versus Dolph Ziggler in a singles match. Went on eight minutes and fifteen seconds. Um, I thought this match was it was good for what it was. I mean, had a great storyline leading up to it. Um, Dolph come out with um, Sonya Deville. And later on, you know, as the match went on, uh, Dolph was getting a lot of offense and starting to look like Otis was fading. And then here comes um, Mandy Rose comes out there, and is Dolph's like, "What are you doing?" Dolph slaps Sonya first. Yeah, yeah, slaps Sonya first, kind of punches her down, beats her up a little bit, goes in there and gets up on the ring apron while um, the referee's taking Sonya over there. Yeah, looking at Sonya over there and looking at Otis. Otis, to Otis was kind of out and out of it, and he was checking on him. Mandy gets up on the apron. It gets in the ring and low blows Dolph. Dolph's out. Because Dolph had just low blowed Otis yeah. before that. that which he, that's was a highlight of the match. <laughs> yes, definitely. We had a good time with that. It looked like he kind of got tased in a way, but that was. <laughs> <laughs> hit blow the belt. Burn the belt. Burn the belt. But uh, it, was a, it was a fun match again. Otis, and then he ends up, Otis does the centipede. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Or the caterpillar? Uh, the caterpillar. Caterpillar. You said centipede. I said centipede. I, I thought that's what it was, too, honestly. But um, <laughs> Otis gets the win, and he gets uh, old Mandy Rose, gets over up on his uh, shoulder, or like in a carrying position, and they lock lips for a little while. And he's like, oh, you're so pretty. <laughs> that was that so was fun. So he's like, you're so pretty. <laughs> that's going to be my liner now. You're so pretty. <laughs> but... Otis gets the win here. I enjoyed the match. I'm going to give it actually an eight uh, for what it was. I thought it was a, a fantastic uh, match and told a good story and had a good uh, good ending uh, of that feud, I'm assuming. Uh, Mike, what's your thoughts on the match? 
loved it. I mean, anybody that knows me, this has been... The, I've literally watched SmackDown every freaking week for this. For this feud, yeah. I swear to God, there's been times like at the motel we'll be playing cards on a Friday night. I will sit there and watch to the Otis segment. And then once the Otis segment's off, I don't watch. Yeah. I literally could care less. That's the segment. I mean, I honest to God love this feud. Yeah. I don't know why. It, it, it was a good slow build, and it made you want to anticipate what's going on. It, they honestly, I really just enjoyed it so much. I just love Otis's character. Same. You know, anybody knows I predicted that Oh Tucky was one screwing around with old Mandy. Tucky got hurt though. He got yeah, hurt. He, he was got, hurt, so they no, didn't. He didn't walk out of there. But this could be could be coming down the road. It could, yeah, they could that, still. I mean, this, this still could be some turn down the thing. Good. I just really hope this leads to something for Otis. I really, really hope him and Mandy end up becoming like this thing and like Otis maybe gets a singles title or Heavy Machinery gets a title out of it. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, 8.1. Yeah. I loved it. I thought the story it told was great. It, it just, and you know, it didn't have no crazy, quirky, wild twist ending like I thought it would. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows I was predicting the Tucky. Tucker. Oh, Tuck. That's what his thing says, Tucky, on the yeah. jackets, and that's all I call That's what Otis calls him, too. So and, and we're from Kentucky, so I always say Tucky. Yeah, I, I'll never say Kentucky again. I'm from Tucky. I'm from Tucky, daggone. Yeah, I'll be going to the airport when I go back to my home in Los Angeles, and they'll be like, uh, uh, where you come from, Tucky? Tucky. Obviously, Tucky. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I honestly, I love this whole feud. I, I love the whole thing. I just really hope they don't drop the ball on now, which I'm afraid probably will happen at this point. But I just really hope this stays strong and they they do good with Mandy. Because it's just such a good way to get Mandy over as a face. Mandy has, I'm telling you, I picked her in the first round last year in her fantasy (laughs) wrestling league. It's not because I just think she's hot. I really generally think Mandy has such a bright future. She does, yeah. Even when she was on freaking Tough Enough, Mm -hmm. I honestly thought, I'm just like, man, this girl has it. Yeah. I was like, she's literally got it. She's got the look. She's cocky as hell. She just has that attitude yeah. that I just feel like can thrive. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like this is a good chance to get her over as a face, make her turn eventually on Tucky or on Otis with Tucky. Yeah. Or whoever. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just feel like this could lead to something great eventually for everybody on this. Am I saying that Otis is going to be this big breakout and like Otis in like two or three years will be? No. Three year, two years from now. I mean, next. I mean, hell, six months from now, Otis might not be relevant at all. Yeah, I ain't saying anything like that. But today, today, Otis relevant, and he did a really good job. And kudos to Ziggler for doing the job. You know, Ziggler got his singles match at WrestleMania. Yep. So you know, kudos to him. Kudos to the whole thing. No crowd reaction and all that still would have been. I mean, even in person, they did that. They would, the crowd would have been awesome. Oh, they they would have been all over Otis. So. Yes, yes. Otis, man, he would have stole my weekend. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, I know he would have. It would have been Otis. Yes. He would have been my. He would have been doing that. Oh, pretty girl. Pretty girl. Oh, dear. He would have been it, guys. So, Andrew, Jess, anybody listening that wants to know who would have been my Corbin this week, my Roman Reigns, uh, I don't know who I did for 34. <laughs> Let's see here. It started with Roman. That's when yeah. it really – Roman at 31, and then 32 was Triple A. Roman, no. Um, was it 
who was my guy that year? I know I had the whole money in the bank gimmick, but I had to have somebody I fell in love with. Probably Triple. I'd imagine Triple H. Triple I H is so, so. I think it probably would have been Triple H. I think so. Because Andrew wanted it to be Roman, but it can't be. Like the thing is, the thing is, it's just like you get your week. You get your week, and then the next year, that's it. Like, I, I can't cheer for you again. Yeah, it's just for Like, I told Jess, Jess, like, ah, uh, Corbin probably been your guy. No, Corbin wouldn't have been. Corbin was last year's guy. Yeah. Corbin and guy. Lars Sullivan was the – they got the, – yeah. now, Lars could have technically been this year if he'd have been healthy. But Lars and Corbin was my guys last year. 34. New Orleans. I uh, cannot – I mean, obviously, I was really, really rooting for Shinsuke pretty hard. Yeah. But I don't know if he would have been my – who would have been? Kurt Angle maybe was funny as hell because he's fighting with Ronda. <laughs> maybe, yeah. 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 But anyway, so yeah, Otis would have been my guy this year. Yeah, most He would I just, I had a feeling. It'd been him. Maybe Tamina Snook if it really would have still been a five-pack challenge. Yeah. But she had St. Louis already, Money in the Bank. She did, yeah. That was her Because it was her big old day. But anyways, Otis, 8.1, <laughs> stole my weekend. MVP, baby. MVP, Otis, and not Tucky this time. And that means Michael's a valuable player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next match we had was the last man standing match. Edge versus Randy Orton. And this, <laughs> this match went on 36 minutes and 35 wow. seconds. And these matches don't seem like they go that long, honestly, I swear. I, mean, I knew that one went a little bit, but I did not feel like it was that long. Yeah. Um... Epic match. I, I love this match from top to bottom. I thought it was fantastic. I was Not a, in the big, ring, really, and I was fine with that. Yeah, if you're last man standing, you want to go outside the ring and, and do some other things. They went all around the performance center. Um, I love this match in entirety. Edge did defeat Randy Orton. T- told a great story again. Like They're going through the whole performance center. They used every bit of the performance center. They went in the back. It's cluttered up everywhere. They're still going through it. Um, it was awesome. Edge ended up uh, at the end putting him in his new submission hold that he's got. I'm not sure what the name of that chicken is. Wing. <laughs> I call it a chicken wing. I guess it's chicken wing. But he got him in the chicken wing. And um, after that, he, they, Randy Orton had brought the chairs up on top of this big um, semi that they was on. Which you got to watch the match. I don't really want to spoil it. But you, they went up on the semi. Uh, Rand, or Edge hits him with the concerto and kind of just sits there with him. And like at the end, he ends up counting ten. He's crying. He's stuff. crying. And he puts his head on him and stuff like that. It, I love this match. It was awesome. I'm going to give it a 9.1 out of 10. I, I loved it. I thought this was fantastic. It, it delivered up to the hype of leading up to this match. Sometimes feuds don't do that. You know, they got, they have an awesome buildup, then the match doesn't deliver. But I felt like this was the whole package. It had a great buildup, great storyline, and it ended up with a great, uh, great match. It went on 36 minutes. It didn't feel like 36 minutes. It felt like it was uh, – you know, 10 minutes, 15, just by the way we were so invested in it. That being said, Edge walks out as the last man standing. Mike, what's your thoughts on the match? Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. I mean, really, I truly loved it. Yeah. I thought, and it's so funny because, I mean, back in Orlando at WrestleMania 33, shirt I'm wearing today, Roman Reigns taker. Yep. Props, dead man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, his last match ever. You know, he retired that night. He left the so, weird homage to him. Yeah. Um, what was the thing we always got? Uh, in honor of. Some, in honor of. In honor of this being this. Here yeah. We go. yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's the thing that's kind of stole this weekend in yeah. honor of. <laughs> True. Uh, but anyways, um, I son of a bee. What was my point? I had something. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. But I saw my perk for the top package that year. We went to the performance center. Yes. And you know, I remember sitting there. 
staying in the middle of that weight room, meeting Oscar, Authors of Pain, and Robert Rude. And I sit there telling myself, I'm like, dude, it's going to be cool. One day they'll host WrestleMania here. <laughs> yeah. No. No, I never did tell myself that. But when we was watching that match, I'm just like sitting there telling like, no, I was like, right here's this the weight room they're about to go into. And it's like, I knew, I'm like, right there's the door you actually come into the place and stuff. I'm just like, dude, that's weird. <laughs> you see where Orton's laying? That's where I met Oscar, Oscar. and the Austin Payne. Yeah, it's just so weird to me. And it's just like, that's crazy to think. A place that was just a perk on a WrestleMania trip is a place that literally hosts a WrestleMania and hosted one of my favorite matches in the you know quite a while. I loved this match. I thought it was good. When it first started, I was kind of like, mm, okay. But then it just it got it going, yeah. and I got really invested in their story. I loved how they just went all over the Performance Center. We all got invested. Yes. And that was the thing on all my predictions I would do is we'd get invested, and we did get invested in this match. We had fun with it. We had our jo- folk jokes about the truck because, you know, the whole yeah. thing about Edge driving <laughs> his old pickup truck, listening to Pearl Jam, driving nine and They used the truck a lot in this match. Yeah, somehow. and so they fought on that truck forever, and we just kept – talking about how it's Ed's truck and it's like oh damn it that's that's Orange truck because they got matching trucks because he loves them that was funny you know we had this whole big thing and dude I mean I loved this match I thought it was really good and seeing that's the thing we talked a lot throughout the night is okay was this match always going to be a last man standing match if it would have been in the stadium would it just been a singles match but no holds barred I don't know. I just don't know how a lot of these matches would have been. We assumed they would have got rid of a bunch of the matches, like Bob Lash, Aleister Black, and them, because you'd had your Andre. If everything was normal, how it would have been. So I was curious, like, how this match would have been. And obviously, like, the Fiend and Taker. Fiend and Cena would have been just a normal match, I would assume. Wouldn't have been a Firefly. And AJ and Taker wouldn't have been a Boneyard. It would have been a regular match. It would have been a hardcore some certain situation. So we just we was talking about that how much different it would have been and stuff like that and what worked better and what worked you know we did talk about that stuff so this was one i think would have still been great but i think this was end up being really good just for the fact that they went all over that place and the story was so good there at the end and it's so unique to see them fight on top of a semi-truck to end the match yes it's kind of like that's not something you really see at a wrestlemania so uh not a normal wrestlemania by any means so this match 9-4. It was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. The only thing, I mean, really that could have made it any better is if you would have had a crowd and you'd had more spots in the audience and stuff. Yeah. I mean, but that's that's just nitpicking and stuff. That's the thing that could have got closer to a 10, which everybody knows I will not actually probably give a 10 to any match ever because that means it's perfect. There's not one thing you could do better, not one thing. I mean, literally, a, a 10 for me, it means... I mean, on a prediction, like a pre-prediction. Like I'll give, being hyped up. Yeah, I'll, you know, but an actual wrestling match, I don't know if I'll ever give a 10. Yeah, Nine point, because, I mean, that's literally saying they did not, there was not one thing you would change. Yeah. And there's sometimes there's not things you change, but then it's just like, well, they did have this botch, or there was this. I mean, there's always something. There's they no, because yeah. once you give a 10, it's like I hate Dave Meltzer's giving, you know, past sixes and stuff like that. It's a five-star, but he gives like seven-star. I'm like... You can't do it. It's like once you give that five star, you're essentially saying there's going to be nothing that's better than that. Yeah. You can only match that, but you can never get better than that. Yeah. And that's not the facts of reality. Nine four. That I mean that's like basically like my highest peak. I mean that's because I think I get Taker and AJ was nine point four as well. Something it? like yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I mean that's freaking high yeah. standards. I mean that means that you really did something right. 
Um, overall, love this match. Love the storyline. I can't wait to see where they go. Orton, it's just like AJ. I dried off TV for a while. And I ain't saying Orton should come back in a feud with Edge. I wouldn't do that. Right. Maybe if Edge wins the WWE Championship or Universal yeah. Championship, Edge and Orton can have a, a title feud like there. I, I would be totally fine with it. I think it could be great. Yeah. Uh, but that's all I got to say about that. You think you know me. You think you know me. Bye, 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 bye. Uh, epic, epic moment, I thought. Um, next, we had the Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Austin Theory. This match went on who, six minutes. Uh, yeah, who's theory? Austin. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. We're talking Austin theory. That's all I say. So who's theory? Who's theory? It's not even funny. I don't know why I keep doing it. It's just like every time. I'm like, yeah, who's theory is that again? <laughs> but uh, that Austin theory and Angel Garza. Street Profits did retain here. Um, honestly, in this match, I really wasn't that invested in, to be honest, as we talked about on the pre-show. I was actually getting food uh, during a lot, you know, a little bit of this match. I didn't catch a whole lot of it. And I, as I was coming back through, I think that match actually ended as I was sitting down. Um, I don't really want to fair grade it. I mean, I'm glad the Street Profits won and stuff, which made sense when they did win. Um, uh, Bianca Belair, I guess, is technically yeah, that that was cool. So Bianca Belair come up after the fact, after you know the uh, Garza and Theory Garza, attack. Yeah, they started after the match. Yeah, they attacked Street Profits there at the end, and then Selena Vega was out there, and then Bianca Belair come out there and uh, you know attack Selena Vega, and, and then they, the Street Profits got their upper hand. So um, I guess Bianca, Bianca Belair come back, so that or is up on the main roster now. So that's cool. She's an epic worker down in NXT right now. So hopefully she's called up for good. Um, Match, I'm just going to give it a solid six because I really didn't get to watch a lot of the match. I really wasn't the best in it, to be honest. I've not got really a whole lot to say on it. What was your thoughts on it? I give it a six, seven. I mean, I didn't really get to pay the boat because that's when we was kind of talking more about the edge stuff and all that. Because it talk- just come off edge in order. Yeah, so that, that was a hard match to follow. So I give it a six, seven. I mean, if this match would have probably been like match one of not one. Yeah. Maybe or not match two of not. I mean, maybe it'd have been better, but uh, where it kind of followed, it was a tough spot. Yeah. Uh, six. It definitely was not comparable to the SmackDown tag title match in this one. Yeah. SmackDown was the better, much superior match tag title match in this one, which I had ladders, but in the spin, the better st- superstars, in my opinion. Yeah. But overall, I mean, six, seven. Street Profits get their win. Bianca Belair gets her moment there. Her song's playing in their lifter, which Ford and Bill Air are married or dating. I don't know. I'm pretty one. sure they're married, but they might just be I'm engaged not or something. Sure, they're exactly. Yeah. So they kind of get their little moment together and stuff like that. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. So six seven. That's all I gotta say about that. Yeah, same here on that. Not a whole lot to say on that, and then that match just went on six minutes twenty seconds anyway. So not a whole lot happened. Next, we got the Fatal Five Way Elimination um, God, for I the time on that one. Uh, nineteen minutes and twenty seconds. That's it. 19 Jesus minutes. Christ, it felt like a 40 minute match. It really felt long because it was an elimination match. That makes it even longer. Um, Bailey does retain but here. But you got people in it. My bad. Yeah, yeah, got Bailey, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. Snooker. <laughs> Tamina Snooker. Big old day. <laughs> Big old day. Uh, match went on 19 minutes and 20 seconds. Um, the match itself had some decent spots. It just, I kept, Mike Michaels going to piggyback off what Michael said. It just felt like an eternity, really. It felt like it was a match that was 36 minutes long, you know. Um, but I give them props. They they did uh, good. You know, they, they worked hard in there. They had some good spots. Uh, put over Lacey quite a bit, which she may be leading, leading into a title shot here in the near future, maybe. Uh, and then you had the uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey kind of animosity. Shout out Byron into into the match a little bit there uh, as Bailey accidentally hit Sasha. I think there at one point. So yeah. we'll see what happens. And she had a chance to save her and kick her out. 
of Lacey Evans doing the women's right, but she didn't. She just laid there. She just laid there. So didn't help her. Right. So leading on into the, uh, after tonight, you know, we'll see what happens oh, on at, down at the road. The, the match, Lacey did was about to do the women's rights to Bailey, and then Sasha came back and interfered and did the backbreaker. What is that? Uh, um, bank statement. The bank statement, but she didn't do the actual submission, yeah. just did the backbreaker portion of yeah, it. and then Bailey does her finisher, one, two, three. One, two, three. And they're good. Sasha's like, no, have your moment. You cheer and celebrate. And she did. She's like, nobody can touch me. Nobody can touch me. And she just kept yelling that. And, yeah. So, and Tyler's woman, Tabitha, or JoJo, whatever her name is, kept going like, I hate her. Yeah, she hated <laughs> Bailey, most definitely. But overall, Decent match. I'm gonna give it a 7.3 out of 10. I, th- I thought it was a pretty solid match from what it was. It just felt in these elimination matches. I always feel like an eternity, uh, you know, at, at most of the time. Um, but match went on 19 minutes and 20 seconds. Bailey retains her title. Mike, what's your thoughts on it? I'll give it a 7.3 as well, just because hell, I did remember everything that happened there. Then, so obviously, I paid attention. You paid it, yeah, exactly. So I mean, it just felt like it's such a long match. That was my only real gripe with it. But, I mean, overall, I mean, they did what they could. Tamina was pretty much dominant at the beginning. They all basically did their finishers and Limited tributes her. to her doing, like, the frog, the, what do they call it, the bank, like the, bank splash or something like that? Yeah, uh, the bank splash. I'd never heard it called like, that. Basically, yeah. is doing all their homages and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah. to get her out and everybody pinned her. I mean, it, overall, I mean, it was, a, I guess, 7-3. Yeah. On, honestly, it was probably just as good in my eyes as Shayna and... Beck, honestly. But to be fair, I'm just not really invested in Becky anymore. And Shayna, I don't know. I might have been big on Shayna's bandwagon this week. I could have been obeyed. Because she's strong. strong. And she's a vampire. Yeah, I'd probably, God, I'd been all over her. (laughs) (laughs) It'd been her and Otis, or Mandy, again. God, if it would have been an access, I would have met Mandy. I've met her, though. (laughs) I met Andrew, met her last year. And I was just like, yeah, I was just like, kick some A in the women's onto the giant memorial battle royal. And she's just like, yep. <laughs> That's it. And it's like, and then we get out and I'm just like, oh my God. And Andrew's like, she's such a big what's a shit. And I'm like, no, that was awesome. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what he said. She's such a bee. Ain't she? <laughs> she's gonna win the Andre, ain't she? <laughs> yeah, Andrew, that's a shot, dude. That's our new favorite thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> most every time anybody gets any upper hand, he's gonna win. Like, like Lacey Evans is gonna win, ain't she? <laughs> that's our favorite new thing. To just. Yes. I don't what match did he even originally say? He said that on some. He's going to win, Andy. I forget. He did at one point. I right cannot now. remember, but God, that's the funniest thing in the world to me right now. Yes. 7 3 on the women's five pack. That's all I got to say about yes. that. <laughs> Same here on that. Like I said, I uh, got two more matches to go through here. The Firefly Funhouse match. This match went on an even 13 minutes. I thought it went longer than that, honestly, but it went 13 minutes. Um, should have. Yeah, it should have. I agree 100%. I absolutely love this match. I, going in, I was excited to see what the heck it was all about, and it delivered 100%, I thought. I absolutely love this match. The Fiend did defeat John Cena in this Firefly Funhouse match. So much went on in this match. It's really hard to put into words. They just so much stuff. It started off with, John, you know, the past six years, you know, the, how Bray's well, been. Well, Cena come out and did his whole looking around at the audience, like pointing like how he usually wouldn't kind of like. 
Oh yeah, welcome to WrestleMania. And that's when he's because he's welcome. Then that's when they start doing the, the whole Vince McMahon, Mean Gene Oakland. Welcome to WrestleMania. And then that's when it all it all went to the Firefly Funhouse. It was uh, yeah. it was epic. Just so much stuff went on. They told a great story throughout the whole uh, whole segments there. It, it's just. I was speechless after it. It was like, man, that was awesome. They just brought so much stuff like Saturday night's main event. They brought some stuff into that. Uh, Eric Bischoff and NWO. And you're probably thinking, what in the heck are you talking about? Kurt Angle and John Cena and Cena. Yeah, the ruthless aggression stuff. The roof, you know, he's like, um, who in the heck are you? And like, I'm John Cena and I have ruthless aggression and tried to slap him and he and yeah. ducked and stuff. And yeah, that's the thing. Cena would be in his original gears. Like, yes. He, like, because it would be Bray Wyatt. It's really neat because, like, essentially Bray Wyatt would play, like, it showed the Kurt Angle thing. And it would have Kurt Angle, like, you know, showing the whole Cena's thing, debut. And it would have, Bray Wyatt, he would be the one t- doing the talking, and he was in the ring. Repeating and, every and single word. And then Cena, like, it would show him coming out against Kurt Angle. Then it would show him come out, and he was literally decked out in whatever gear, or like, whatever the thing was going. It was very, it was neat, very neat. It was. And they even showed CM Punk in the whole, uh, they didn't, like, big-time show, but they showed a lot of Cena's moments and stuff like that, and his failures, like, losing to Punk yeah. and losing the title. And they even showed, like, the whole WrestleMania 30, and he's just like, do what you're supposed to do. If you want to end me, you know how. And he handed them the chair, and they showed WrestleMania 30 how Cena wouldn't hit him with the chair. Yep. And this time, he swings the chair, and then all of a sudden, it shows NWO Monday Night Nitro, and it's showing Eric Bischoff, and in this leather jacket, and it's Bray Wyatt in his leather jacket. And it's basically showing that, like, if Cena would have used that chair, Cena would have went heel, essentially. He would have he did well, Hollywood Hogan, Hogan heel and stuff like that. And so Cena comes out in NWO, it was really. It was it's just, awesome. I loved it. If you're a fan, if you've been a fan for a long time, or especially a Cena fan, they go through so much through Cena stuff. Yes. And even Bray White. Bray White was Bray White again. Mm-hmm. He and had the Hawaiian shirts and stuff like that. And was it? They they brought every bit of that back and talked about Sister Abigail. Like, and they even had a reference to Husky Harris. Actually, yes, that, he, that was awesome. Cena, yeah. when he was Thugonomics, he could only rap. He couldn't just talk regular. And he called him Husky Harris and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was so good. It was just, watch that. Yeah, and also one more thing to add on that. The Vince McMahon, that's some good ass. Oh, my God. That was the moment I was like, that they was had, so awesome. Yeah, and they, they said the word, too. They right? had, the no. buzzard was Macho Man, and then they had Vince McMahon, the puppet, yeah. playing Vince McMahon, the puppet, as the announcer. And literally, it was the funniest thing ever. It's awesome. Whenever Vince McMahon, because if you've seen the memes and stuff like that, they always do that, like the stories, like how Vince would be like, no, this is some good ass. Yeah. They literally did that, and I was just die. I died over laughing. Me too. I just could not. I'm like, as a wrestling fan and the one that's on the internet, it's just like they literally touched everything. Did. Their whole feud and stuff like that, and Cena's moments and stuff. Like it showed Cena his biggest moments and his failures and stuff, and it was just like, it was awesome. And yeah, I was speechless. Oh, uh, overall, I thought it was great. <laughs> now the ending of the match kind of sucked. Yeah. That's my gripe with the match. Right, I, I agree. Because the fiend really just kind of comes in there and basically just does the choke, mandible claw, ma- the mandible claw, and then he does like Sister Abigail, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And then he just puts him in the mandible claw. And Bray Wyatt is the referee, but now he's wearing a referee shirt and he does the pin and stuff like counts three. Yeah. And you can't even really hear the three, really. It's kind of weird. Yeah, right. Um, but he does the three, and then that's kind of that's just kind of really it. The fiend stands up, and then that's. 
Well, it doesn't let me in. And then that's that's it. Just goes like commercial and stuff like that. Comes so, Titus O'Neil's Titus, yeah, Titus O'Neil. <laughs> what in the hell did I just see? Yeah, that's cool. Very. I mean, like they had the whole Saturday night main event. And all, I mean, it's just they dabbed into everything, and it was just such a homage to wrestling and history and stuff I just thought it was awesome mm-hmm. same I mean they even had the Smackdown the fist when yeah. Cena came out wearing his old blue and orange trunks and doing the whole ruthless aggression and stuff like that yes and I guess they had legit interview like stuff that Vince said to Cena about, about firing him and stuff like that originally back in the day right so that's they that was, they actually talked about that in that ruthless aggression thing we've seen on the network talking about how he was get, almost getting fired and stuff like that. So they mentioned that on that little so segment that's thing too. Awesome that they yeah. brought it like it was really neat how they brought in everything. Yeah, seen his biggest failures and stuff. I, I thought it was good. What's your rating on it? My rating on it, I I, I was with you. The ending was a little bit uh, just kind of abrupt really i kind of thought it could have went on another 10 more minutes and told some more stories and things like that which they did fantastic good i'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10 i thought it was a awesome i was less speechless at the end i was just like man what did i just see and it was so cool i give it a 9.5 though fiend wins um they could have went a little bit longer and like tyler saying michael's brother like they could have added in the cm punk promo stuff like bray sitting up there like on the the titan tron even the pro or doing the when he had the title sitting there on the term or on the the barricade, the barricade blowing the kiss and all that stuff, yeah, that, that would have been that could have been cool. Yeah, definitely. If they could have added something like that, that would have been even cooler. Uh, but I thought they did a fantastic job. I was uh, I was just uh, in awe after or that. When he lost to the Rock, you could have had him sitting on the the ramp and all that. And yeah. You know, Bray Wyatt acting like the rock out there and stuff like that. That would have been really... Oh, yeah. That could have been epic for sure. But I give it a 9.5. I thought it was just awesome. What's your thoughts, Mikey? I thought it was great. It's a 9.3. I don't give it as high as I did the Boneyard just because the length. If this would have went just... If it could have probably... If they could have stretched out just a little bit more. I know less is more sometimes, but I think if they could just went just a little bit longer or if it would just had a little bit better of a finisher, like they didn't really technically ever really fight. Right. They just, yeah. The, the <laughs> so last two Cena matches at Mania have literally been squashes essentially. Like essentially, yeah. he's not done really no moves. It's true. It's at true. all. So that's my only grip. So I give it an eight, three, a little less than the Boneyard and less than edge and, the, and less than edge and Orton. Yeah. Overall, though, I mean, I was uh, impressed. I, I loved it. I thought it was really, especially as a fan for so long. Yeah. And them going back all the way to Cena's beginning and stuff like that. And even going back to Saturday Night Main Event and stuff like that. Which is good. And him cutting a promo like they did in the, uh, you know, in Saturday Night Main Event. Like, yes. And Cena coming in there and lifting the weights. And he, he had no control over it. And he just kept pumping them as fast as he could. So then, I mean, he had a pretty good little size weight. I mean, really, it wouldn't have been that, I wouldn't assume. But yeah. he's doing it super fast. And then he gets to where... He quits and he just can't move his arms and stuff like that. He blew himself up. He, yeah, and then seen and then Vince Man, put your arms up, put your arms yeah, up, and I'm just cool. like, uh, just and you know, I'm pretty sure this was shot in Connecticut at the WWE warehouse because they had the SmackDown fist, they had literally the old blue cages, the Saturday Night Live banner, and so they had so much of the old stuff. No props. Yeah. The old, all the props. So I'm pretty sure that one was probably shot in Connecticut then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would assume. Uh, but overall, I thought it was at least a 9-3. I thought it was awesome. Enjoyed I'm, it very much. I'm same, same both there. It was just epic. I loved it. Um, the final match of the night, though, is Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar, a singles match for the WWE Championship. This match went on four minutes and 35 seconds. Uh, and your winner is Drew McIntyre. It ends up beating Brock here at the end. Um, pretty much to sum up the match, what was it? He hit four Claymores on Brock. 
Brock hit three F fives and um and three suplexes. Three suplexes. It was pretty much summed up the whole match. Goldberg um, and Brock all over again essentially. Essentially, yeah, it was a finisher fest. Goldberg, Goldberg and Braun, I should say. Yeah. It's the same match as the night before, essentially. Right. And and the finishers with the Goldberg and Brock too. The same, about the same. They just did four four. And yeah. this one did four three, but it did have three suplexes. Yeah, for a Brock match, is not really a lot of suplexes. I mean, he's hit ten and fifteen on like Daniel Bryan and all that, and AJ and all these guys. But um, you know, I'm glad to see Drew, you know, win the title here. But like I said, I was just we were not a fan of the match. It was just a finisher fest, really, and uh, you could tell Drew at the end was really kind of emotional, like he finally got that win. And he was like, "You guys are all here with me," like and he was pointing at his heart and stuff like that. And he let the big Drew scream out there at the end, which is kind of cool. But uh, to the great the match itself uh 7.2 I, you know it was just one of the moments that, you know i didn't really know who was going to win going in and uh you know drew ended up winning so i mean it was uh finally got his moment i would have liked to see him win a little bit longer and had some more moves and stuff they like that in the match. match they yeah. could have you know and it could have extended Especially a bray and them the out and event. yeah main event the whole the whole wrestlemania two night series you know, had had you know, could have went at least fifteen or twenty minutes on your main event, your biggest match of the night, supposedly. Uh, but they just went four minutes thirty-five. So I was kind of disappointed on that. Um, you know, Drew's your champ. We'll see where they go from there. See how long he holds it, really. But uh, Mike, what's your thoughts on the main event? Um, my biggest disappointment for night two by far. Yeah. I don't really know where to rate, like what to rate it. I just feel like. I don't know why you couldn't have had a table spot. Right. I don't know why they didn't fight outside the ring and just throw each other into the turnbuckling. I mean, I know it had been a lot like Seth and Seth and Brock last year, but I just still yet though. They didn't. It, there just wasn't no clotheslines. There wasn't no Kimuras or nothing. There just wasn't. It just didn't have nothing. Yeah, just finishers. It's all it was. You're effing main event, and you didn't have nothing. And I know. I know I give Goldberg and Braun. I'm pretty sure I give it a four. Yeah, I think it was a four. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I, I hate to give it less than the women, but I'm probably going to. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I just didn't feel, it, it kind of felt the same thing as Braun. I just didn't feel like Brock really was a big opponent the way they did it. Yeah, why they build it up. They yeah. just, it's kind of like... The only way that, I mean, even it's just like, no one's ever clicked out of the Claymore. And it's like, I know you're trying to build them up, but then it's just, and it's not like it's Brock does an F5, Drew McIntyre does a Claymore. No, it's like you do your five and I'll do my five, but I'm going to win after I do mine. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, uh, All right. five, eight. Yeah. I mean, and which shouldn't be a shocker. Cause I mean, really the last WrestleMania main event that's been worth a damn was yesterday. But I mean, really, I mean, five eight. I mean, and I know people about well, I would rather watch that than the women's match. Well, I probably would, but in all reality, it's just that there just wasn't. I had more expectation. I just wish they'd been more physical. I just wish they'd have done more. And it seemed like Drew, like I've said in the pr- previous podcast, that. Brock kind of liked Drew, like he really helped him by like like telling him grab the title, you know, and doing stuff like that. Like, I just wish they could have been more physical with each other. I agree. Yeah. I just felt like that should have been a real physical match, and I didn't feel that. Right. 
And I know Drew's not a guy that Brock can just sling around real easy because he's much taller than him. And he's and he's, he's a big guy. But know. it's still, it's just they could have done so much more. He could have done some clotheslines. Hell, even a power. I don't know. It just, I hated that both world title matches basically was the same. Finisher fast, yeah. I mean, they was basically essentially the same match. Mm-hmm. And it's just like Firefly Funhouse and the Boneyard match was not the same. Right. That's totally different. I mean, every match has been different from each other, but then was the only two that was just like, okay, then was basically one went two minutes, the one same went match. And they both, both of the older guys lost the titles to the younger guys. Yep. Which is fine. I mean, it's cool and all. You give the young guys a chance, but at the same time, it's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, everybody knows I like Drew McIntyre, but everybody knows I also think Drew McIntyre won't be champion past SummerSlam. Yeah. Now, honestly, like I do my WrestleMania 37 cards, and I forget Drew McIntyre on the cards sometimes. Yeah. I do. I mean, I ain't going to sit here and act like I like Drew, and I'm really hoping he works out, but I honestly, I just don't see it working long term. Yeah. I, I mean, it's nothing against Tim. It's just, just like in the past when we've talked on these things. It's like last year you wanted Drew and Brock, mm-hmm. but it's just like the whole thing is it's always like they don't do nothing with Drew. Yeah. This year they finally let him win the Rumble, but they didn't really do anything. He just kind of beat a couple of jobbers. Yeah. So, I mean, now, I mean, balls in his and Braun's court now. They have to do something now. We'll see what they can do. You know? um, I guess we'll go ahead and get in our overall thoughts. Yeah, I mean, one for not one, yeah. one out of ten, I would probably give it seven, three. Yeah, I mean, because I thought there was two good matches. I thought the ladder match, the ladder match and the the Boneyard match was the two superior ones. That's what carries it up into the sevens. Yep. Uh, Not two. Eight, six. I was going to say eight, seven. In my mind, eight, seven. Yeah, eight, six, eight, seven. That's fair. So eight, six, eight, seven. So overall grade, I'll give it um, eight. Mm Mm-hmm. 8-1, I'll give it 8-1. I felt like if you could have straight up took the the SmackDown tag title match, put it on Night 2, and you could have put the Boneyard on Night 2 as well, had that still as your main event, and you put Goldberg and Braun in them, make that your opening match. Opener, right? yeah, that's what I'll say. I um, would have been good for that. Yeah. I mean, hell, you're looking at probably a 9. Yeah, all day. I mean, I mean and, you, and you take off Bob Lash and Black. I mean... I think you're looking at, and I mean, you probably could have put Becky and Baszler on there if you wanted to. Yeah. But I'm I'm looking at almost a nine. I mean, I thought it was overall. I thought it was pretty damn solid. For what the circumstances was, that was it was a solid mania. I thought. Yeah. So I mean, overall, I thought it was a very like this is not a mania that's gonna be like, man. They had classical wrestling. No, no, entertainment. So entertainment mania. This was an entertainment mania. Yep. For the circumstances and the way everything went, I mean, overall, I enjoyed it. It's weird and sucks to know that officially I will not be at WrestleMania on April 5th, 2020, like originally planned. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I felt, I, I, I'd give it 8-6. Eight, 8-6 six. Eight, six for night 2 and then I'd give it 8-1 overall. Mm-hmm. So I'm, bo- I'm boosting up a little extra because, you know, 7-4 and 8-1, that yeah. Or eight six, that wouldn't probably be your medium. In the yeah, it probably wouldn't be it. But I'm going to boost it up. I'll give it an eight one overall, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. 
which I guess yeah. it's kind of night one brought it down a little bit. But, I mean, we kind of knew that night one, when they were charging $40 for night and one, and night two was going to be 60 we assumed that night two would get the better matches. Yeah. Night two had the better matches, and I thought overall the better performances. Mm-hmm. So, um, overall... And the IC title match, I mean that would that could that could have been better. Yeah. So I mean, it, and that's the thing. I think if the IC title match would have been now Kevin Owens and Seth, I might put that on night two because that was a solid match. It was. It was solid. I so thought. I mean, that that's the thing. That one had some solid matches, but it had matches that could have ended up being better than they ended up being. Yeah. So, but I, I think a lot of it was just the you're not really used to. A mania having no crowd and stuff like that, so it took some time to and adjust. And it being two nights, that's totally new too, you know. So. It is, it's different. Yeah. And which I'll get your opinion on that here at the end, but yeah, yeah go ahead and give your... Yeah, overall thoughts though, I'm in agreement. Night one, I'd probably give a seven three. I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, two matches in there, the uh, the SmackDown ladder and the Boneyard match was epic. And Kevin and, and Seth, Kevin and Seth I, I was good about too. Kevin and Seth there, but that was they had some good spots. Yeah. Daniel Bryan and um um uh, Sami Zayn could have been better, but it was alright still, yet it was still pretty good too. Uh then night two, I would give that an about an eight um eight seven. I was gonna say around eight seven two on that. Uh fantastic couple matches there. Firefly Funhouse was uh, amazing. Edge and Orton was off the wall crazy good um i, I loved i said i like night two a little bit better i can piggyback off what you say you move some of the matches off of night uh, one and put them at night two that's a nine nine two nine three mania all day of the week put the know? two world championship matches on night one you got a great night two yeah still yeah i mean yeah that's true <laughs> you took the wwe and universe put them on night one hey that's and night be. two would probably been a better show would yeah. it still I mean, it would have it probably improved it honestly yeah because you were taking off six minutes of the show <laughs> <laughs> six minutes that's true it's very true um but overall the mania though i'd give it a uh eight point uh 8.4 i'd give it eight four it was a solid mania again I could just say it. it could have been a nine if you the circumstances would have been different. But what they did, the Entertainment Mania, WrestleMania 36, I, I thought it delivered about as best as it could possibly. Really do. Um, thought it was it was a great Mania. Um, uh, with it, go ahead. It, it's it really got me excited as a wrestling fan again, and that's always the one thing. Last few years, it's like I always start to wear down my fanhood every it just gets worse and worse and worse this year has been really bad because where i started dating maria mm-hmm. it just it gets wore down it's like I, like this and i can't i've not even watched the raw in so long now yeah it just it's so hard it's just like i just don't have the desire but then it's like i watched tonight and that's why my wrestlemania trip is always so important because that's the night i get re-energized and it, it just brings it's just like that's where i it's like i I'm, it's like i'm a old iphone and my battery just don't last as long as it used to and it's like that's the only charger i got when i go to a wrestling event and this year i didn't we didn't go to no pay-per-view or nothing like that beforehand so basically it's from wrestlemania 35 did did we go to a smackdown or anything this year Mm -mm. i don't think we did no because i didn't go to raw because they had a raw rubber arena and we 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 didn't we didn't go to it so um So I didn't have that recharge this year. There was no recharge. We didn't do a pay-per-view. Usually we do one pay-per-view a year. We didn't last this last year. Um, So the WrestleMania, I really needed that recharge. But even watching it, that charged it up so much for me. Yeah. Because I needed that. The only thing that kind of sucks is that we're going to be going back to Raw's and the empty arenas. 
I really kind of just hope. I know they don't want to get rid of the weekly, but God, I kind of hope they just put it on pause. Put it on hold for a couple months. Put it on pause. Just don't. I mean, especially if you're already. I mean, I don't know. They showed money in the bank thing tonight, but I mean, yeah. So who knows? I don't. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. That's something we really don't know what's all going to happen there and stuff. Yeah. But overall, though, I mean, as a wrestling fan, I did enjoy it a lot tonight. We had our, most of our friends there tonight, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Overall, I enjoyed it. And, and it killed me. It's the same time. Like, I see the replay screen, and I'm just seeing the pirate stuff, and I'm like, man, that stage. Would have been epic. Oh, my God. I could just see the, I just the skulls and the bolts and everything they're going to use. And it's just like, I just sit there and imagine. I'm like, man, it could have been just amazing. And the pyro, I miss the pyro so much for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but overall, though, I thought what they did, I thought they put a really good show on. Um, oh, yeah, I want to get your thoughts. What's your thoughts on a two-night mania? Would you like to see that stick around? Would you just like, like next year if everything's back to normal? Do you want back to one night? Where the show's going to be seven or eight hours long, or do you like the two-night thing? I, I'm kind of a fan. I like actually the one-night deal, but at the same time, the two-night deal worked out all right. The thing about it is I, I would just wish on night, I mean, if they were just going to do it one night, just shorten it down a lot, which on this card, like, you had, like, 18 matches or so or what have you. Yeah, you could have cut nine and nine. You could have cut out, you know, a, a couple about four or five of those matches and had a just an outstanding mania and then it lasts four or five if it lasts five hours four or five that's that's fine but if you go in six and seven hours that's kind of just off the wall like crazy but i, I like the two night ideal but it, but for me personally i like it as a one night blowout it's the biggest night of the year i mean i, I get the weekend you know and things like that which was it's was cool it being two nights but I'm more of a fan of a one-night mania, honestly. But, again, shorten down them. Like, you've got 20-some singles, you know, singles matches, all these singles matches. You can cut a lot of those out, put them in the Andre the Giant, put your main feuds on into the actual cards as, you know, tag team, you know, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of one-nights. But two nights worked out pretty good, I thought. I thought it worked out good. But the circumstances are different, though, now. You just, you're you recording these events, and, and it's in an empty stadium, like... You know, I don't know how that would work with a full stadium of two nights, you know, in a row like that. So I, that was just, I don't know how that would work. So. Because see, New, New Japan did that earlier this year. They did two nights. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I kind of, because I did, you know, I watched Wrestle Kingdom every year. So that was kind of like, the, the thing is, Wrestle Kingdom didn't do it the greatest. They had. And sorry, guys, I must have cut off there, but we was talking about, we was rambling, and it wasn't even recording about the two nights of Mania, like I was talking about. I was like, I would, um, I mean, I would like to see, you know, I like the idea of, like I said, the uh, the empty stadium, two Manias, but at the same time, you know, um, it would be kind of tough to, you know, fill up the big stadiums there with two nights, like a big football stadium or something like that, you know. But I'm more of a fan of a traditional Sunday night Mania there. Mike, what was your thoughts on the actual uh, essentially there's just too many events with takeover hall of fame you got accesses you got raw smackdowns on friday night that was my big thing and if you're gonna be, like if you're gonna do a basketball stadium you can do it easily but a football stadium it's gonna be kind of tough to make sure everybody comes to both nights right that's it so like my whole thing and proposal is i wouldn't have smackdown that week or i'd move smackdown to tuesday night and on fox i would have wrestlemania night one on mm-hmm. friday night nxt takeover would still be saturday yeah. 
and that just breaks it up and gives you a chance and you know and i would have it if you fought you would have a chance to um like do normal contender matches and stuff like that or like how triple or like wrestlemania 30 for example fizz broke down to triple h and daniel bryan yeah. is like your main event on your night first one. night and then they he got you're going to triple threat main event and mania yeah, night two so you know there's there's ways to do it but it just seems like so much when you sit there and think or you can do like i was saying like you can do nxc takeover on wednesday actual wednesday mm-hmm. then thursday night's hall of fame saturday night's for Friday night SmackDown, night one, night two of Mania, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday night Raw. Yeah, it's just so much. God, a lot th- of dang. I dread the idea of that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that's pretty much yeah. all I gotta say about that. And you can follow me at MHL twenty one MHL twenty one MHSHOW two one on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Um. Yeah. Your brother? Was that him? Yeah. Pretty oh. sure, wasn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't see his car out there no more. Yeah. I probably just drove by, yeah, I'd say. And it's official that, uh, nope, it's not official <laughs> yet that WrestleMania Day is officially over and past. We're literally seconds away from it. Officially becoming April April 6th. 6th, yeah. Again, like I said, guys, Travis Terry 2 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow Pro Wrestling Talk as well. Pro Wrestling TLK on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also follow, uh, or I mean, go to collarandelbowbrand.com and use the promo code PWT at the checkout, and you can save actually 10% on your final order. Even if it's on clearance, you can get 10%. Even if on clearance, it's 50% off. You can get additional ten, so you get sixty percent. Sixty percent off the final, the final price on that. Um, like I said, great mania. You know, we're moving on. Hopefully, uh, like I said, we'll be back at money. That we'll be back at money. The bank, regardless there, or if they postpone it, the next show that is going to be live. We'll, uh, you know, we'll see where that goes. We're just, I'm just trying to stall until twelve. It's finally twelve o'clock. We got it. I officially yeah. did not go to WrestleMania on April fifth, two thousand twenty. Yeah, there was a minute left, but we still had uh, holding out hope. But guys, again, I'm Varsity Villain in the Late Show here, and we're signing off until next time. Take it easy, guys, and stay safe and wash your hands.